Good morning, everyone. How's everyone doing this morning? We already had our entertainment for today. Appreciate that. Very good. Our doxology is found in the red hymnal number 549. Do not fret over those who do evil, nor worry because they do wrong. For like grass, they shall suddenly wither. Like the greenness of grass, they shall fade. Trust in the Lord and do good. Enjoy the earth in security. Take delight in the Lord. He will give you what your heart desires. Commit your way to the Lord. Trust Him, for He is active. He will make justice come like the dawn, like noonday light, your justification. The Lord has help for the righteous in troubled times. He is their refuge. The Lord gives them help. He delivers them from the wicked. He saves them, for they trust him. Amen.
us go to the Lord in prayer this morning. Our gracious God, we come before you just as we are. And Lord, it is so good that we can be in your house to worship you. And Lord, I am so thankful for each and every one that is here this morning. Lord, I am thankful for those that are watching us on the television system here at the medical center. And Lord, as we come before you, we have the needs and requests that you know about already in our lives. And Lord, we lay them before you. Lord, you know of the crosses that we are bearing right now, the difficulties and the challenges that we are facing. And Lord, we lay all of those things before you right now. God, we would ask that you would help us to grow in these circumstances, that you would remind us always of the presence of your Holy Spirit in our lives, that we are never alone and we are never forsaken, for you are always with us. Lord, we come before you with the needs and requests of others, of friends and of family members, of staff here working today, of fellow patients, Lord, of those that maybe we struggle with and we don't have the ease of relationship that we would like to have. Lord, we lift them up to you in prayer as well. Because, God, you tell us to pray for everyone. You tell us to pray without ceasing. Because in doing so, we are acknowledging that we want your will for our lives. And, Lord, we want that right now. And, God, we would ask that you would just continue to open our hearts and minds, that we would be open to the leading of your Spirit in our lives. And, Lord, we are so thankful that you do hear our prayers and that you taught us to pray by saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. And give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. Thank you for praying with me this morning.
Our scripture reading this morning is found in the Gospel of John, chapter 14, beginning with verse 15. If you love me, keep my commands, and I will ask the Father, and he will give you another advocate to help you and be with you forever, the Spirit of truth. The world cannot accept him, because it neither sees him nor knows him, but you know him for he lives with you and will be in you. I will not leave you as orphans. I will come to you. Before long, the world will not see me anymore. But you will see me. Because I live, you also will live. On that day, you will realize that I am in my Father, and you are in me, and I am in you. Whoever has my commands and keeps them is the one who loves me. The one who loves me will be loved by my Father, and I too will love them and show myself to them. Then Judas, not Judas Iscariot, said, But Lord, why do you intend to show yourself to us and not to the world? Jesus replied, Anyone who loves me will obey my teaching. My Father will love them, and he will come to them and make our home with them. Anyone who does not love me will not obey my teaching. These words you hear are not my own. They belong to the Father who sent me. All this I have spoken while still with you. But the Advocate, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you all things and will remind you of everything I have said to you. Peace I leave with you, my peace I give you. I do not give to you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled, and do not be afraid. You heard me say, I am going away, but I am coming back to you. If you loved me, you will be glad that I am going to the Father, for the Father is greater than I. I have told you now before it happens, so that when it does happen, you will believe. I will not say much more to you, for the prince of the world is coming. He has no hold over me, but he comes so that the world may learn that I love the Father and do exactly what my Father has commanded me. Come now, let us leave. Amen. Let us pray. Our gracious God, we are so thankful already for the wonderful time that we have had thus far together, the hymns that we have sung together, the music that we have heard, the prayers that we have offered, the scriptures that we have read, the fellowship that we have had. And Lord, I would just ask the continued presence of your Spirit during this time of worship. In Christ's name I pray. Amen. You know, I've been away from you the last couple of Sundays, and I must admit that I miss Sunday mornings, and I miss not being with you, because not only do I get a chance to preach, which I enjoy doing immensely, I hope I'm okay at it, but I also miss the fellowship that I have with each and every one of you, because we truly are a family together, because Everyone that comes here comes out of their own free will and because they want to, not because they have to. 
And so it is always a blessing to see each and every one of you here because you're coming out of your own free will and your desire to come and worship God. And to me, that's a blessing in itself. Lynn and I were at a conference uh, last week, and part of that conference was some of the responsibilities and duties that I have as being a member of the Evangelical Church Alliance, being part of the board of directors for them, also being chairman of their military chaplain commission, and so I have a very, very array of responsibilities that I have to take care of. In fact, uh, when we got to the hotel, uh, I was only out of the hotel on two different occasions. One was to go for a run on Monday morning, which I did, and the other time was actually to go somewhere and to get some you know, if you will, odds and ends, you know, that I need to have, you know, snacks and stuff that you like to have in your hotel room. Uh, pogey bait, we used to call it in the military, right? Those little snacks. And so I was only out of the hotel two times during the entire week because of all the meetings and responsibilities that I had. But it was a good meeting. Uh, it was a good week, a lot of good things in people's lives in terms of the ministry that they were doing. The Lord is active very much so in our world today. And as I was talking with the chaplains that had come to our gathering, they were sharing with me the different ministry that they're doing around the world to our servicemen and women. And the Lord is truly alive and well in his spirit as all of the chaplains that I work with are out there ministering worldwide to all of our forces that are deployed. One of the most interesting things is at the end of the week, we actually have an ordination service where during the week we have people come that are seeking ordination and we have ordination councils and I am part of that ordination council where we interview people that are feeling a call and responding to the call that the Lord has that they come and they do, do ministry, that they actually further that call in terms of sharing the gospel of Jesus Christ. And the person giving the address, giving the sermon for the ordination service, talked to the would-be ministers, the, the candidates that were now ready to be prayed upon and ready to have that a special anointing of the Spirit as they began their ministry. And he shared with them the fact that they were being called out, that they were the called out of the called out. And two things from his sermon that I remember, and remember I've shared with you that you only remember a few things, right? from someone who preaches, right, a, a small percentage, like maybe 2 or 3% of that message. And I remember two things. Number one, he said, that you being the good shepherd, and as you're taking care of your flock, remember that sheep bite. And so he was sharing that, that remember that as you're taking care of your flock, remember that sheep bite. And the second thing, which for me is the most important, is he told the people that were there that had a desire to be fulfilling their call that God has given them. He told them to show up. Half the battle is just showing up. And I took that to heart. Because I think a lot of times with, in our own lives we look at the circumstances that we find ourselves in, we look at the challenges that we are facing, we look at the difficulties that we see, 
We see the tragedies that happen in our world on a daily basis through the different media that we are in contact with. And many times we become scared and we become afraid and we become frightened. And I thought about what he said the other day when I was dealing with a circumstance and he just, the words of what he said, just show up. Just show up. And what he was saying by that is a lot of times we just get so afraid of the people that are around us. And many times all we have to do is show up and the Spirit of God that is in your life will do the rest. Now whether he intended it to be that way, that's how I took it. God has provided for each and every one of us a comforter. The scriptures that we have read says that it's an advocate. The presence of the Holy Spirit in each and every one of our lives. And Jesus promises the Holy Spirit to his disciples and he promises the Holy Spirit to each and every one of us. Not as a replacement, but the Holy Spirit being part of God, the Holy Spirit also being part of Christ, the Holy Spirit being part of the way in which God helps us, guides us, leads us in our own daily lives. And we have that comforter with us. So those times when we get afraid of the circumstances that we face, we get afraid of the challenges that we have, we are reminded that sheep bite on occasion. God tells us, all I want you to do is to show up. And at that particular time, and at that particular place, I will give you the words that you need to say. I will give you the confidence and the strength that you need to have for that circumstance. Because the Holy Spirit is there to be our comfort. The comfort in which we can go on day to day not being afraid of the world in which we are a part of. And God wants us to be a part of that world. He doesn't want us to be separated from the world in the sense of separating and not having anything to do with the world. Because Christ tells us at the end of this passage of Scripture that he is there to enter into the world. And he knows that the prince of this world is coming, but he has no hold over me. But he comes so that the world may learn that I love the Father and do exactly what my Father has commanded me. And in the same way, you and I know that the prince of this world is here. We know that the prince of this world exists. 
But the prince of this world has no hold over you or me because you and I have entered into that relationship to God through his son, Jesus Christ. And we have the comforter with us. We have our comfort in the Holy Spirit so that the world in which we are a part of will learn and understand of the love that God has for me and through that they will also see that God loves them the same way and that we are fulfilling God's command for our lives. Our desire to seek God's will Now, we don't always get it right. We are far from perfection. But yet, the Holy Spirit is there advocating for us, reminding us in spirit, in truth, that we may not have it right yet, but to not give up. Just show up. And allow God to work in your lives through the presence of his Holy Spirit. And we see that example that Christ gave to each and every one of us of the sacrifice of his life, of his crucifixion, of his death, of his burial, of his resurrection, and of his extension. And we see all of that as an example of the comfort of love that he has provided to us. And the Holy Spirit reminds us of that example of his love. But there's something more that the Holy Spirit does. Comforts us through the experience of that love. There's so many intangible things that take place in our lives when it comes to our relationship with God. So many things that we cannot see, but we know take place. We call them random chances by luck. We call them different things. But when it's all said and done, many things take place in our lives that are the intangibles that we just can't explain but yet we know that they take place. And as a follower of Jesus Christ, we ask that question, God, are you involved somehow in these circumstances? God, you know that I believe in you, that you just bring this person by for a reason, or is it just chance? Is it just random chance? Now, I know that I ask the question when I have people that are thorns to me, Lord, why is this person in my life? Can't you do a little better? And we deal with that. And we're all laughing about that, but how true that is. But in the same way, it's not randomness. It's not a form of punishment. It's God, through the power of his Holy Spirit, giving us a teaching point about ourselves. And I must admit, I I do scratch my head, even though there's no hair up there anymore. 
I do scratch the top of my head and I say, Lord, when am I ever going to stop learning? Haven't you taught me enough? And God says, no. You have so much more to learn. That this is just the beginning. And I must admit that there's a humbleness that takes place because it's the Holy Spirit that reminds me that God is not finished with me yet. And I'm so glad that as I'm reminded about that, that I feel the presence of God. Right now, just as I'm just expressing that to you in words, I sense the presence of the Holy Spirit in my life. I sense the presence of the Holy Spirit here with us right now. I can't explain it. It's those intangibles that we know exist in our lives. And we experience that presence. We experience that love. When we will pray just before communion here in a little bit, many times I always ask that, God, just let us feel your loving arms around us. We cannot see that, but I know that many of you have experienced that when we come before God just as we are and we ask God to forgive us of our sins, to forgive us of our pride, to forgive us of those things that have separated us from that spirit and truth that God wants us to be walking with on a regular basis. But yet we experience that love. We experience the spirit of that truth. And we understand when we hear Jesus say to his disciples that he will be in you just like Jesus is in you. In the same way, we understand that the Holy Spirit will teach and remind you, just as Jesus teaches us and reminds us. In the same way, there's a promise that none of us will ever be abandoned in any circumstance. Nothing can overcome the Spirit of God in our lives. Just like nothing overcame the Spirit of God in Christ's life when He went to the cross. Neither death nor life, nor creature nor principality can ever separate us from the love of God which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. We are reminded by that again and again. The presence of the Holy Spirit reminds us. And we realize that in our own lives, we have that peace that passes all understanding. And yes, it is my favorite benediction. I was at an event this past weekend, and I gave that as my benediction. And now may the peace of God that passes all understanding be with you now and forevermore. Amen. I got compliments about it 
not because of the words that I said, but because of how short it was. They said, Chaplain, we really appreciate your benediction. Short and sweet and to the point. And I teased with them about it. I reminded them in those few short words and phrases what it's all about in our walk with God. What it's all about in our presence with God every day. And it is in that comfort that we see and we understand the expression of love that God wants us to show to one another. Understanding that as God is walking with us, He wants us to show that same spirit to each other. That same peace. Not the peace that the world offers, because we know the peace that the world offers does not last. We can actually see that. We know that the peace that the world offers is not there for the long term. But the peace that the Holy Spirit gives to each and every one of us is there forever. It's there forever. It's to reassure us forever. It's there with our loved ones that have gone before us. They are fulfilling that peace that passes all understanding right now as they are in the presence of God. And in just a moment, an instant of time, it will seem we will be with them once again. And it is in that reminder that the Holy Spirit is there with us to help us overcome the circumstances that we face, the unhappiness that we have. Remember, if you've attended any of the chapel services before, the difference between happiness and joy, right? Remember that? Happiness is something that we try to obtain and we know that we can't because it's a worldly concept. But joy is not. Joy is something that is long-standing, that comes from our relationship to God through His Son, Jesus Christ. And it is that love that is expressed by the joy that we have through the comfort of the presence of the Holy Spirit. And we express that love to one another. And yes, we don't get it right all of the time. But it doesn't mean that we don't stop trying. It doesn't mean that we give up. On the contrary, we just have to show up. And the Spirit of God is there with us, expressing that love, being that comfort not only to ourselves, but to others. Knowing that we understand the love of God, knowing that we understand our relationship that we have with Jesus Christ, we respond 
to one another in a way that shows the compassion that has been given to us. And we show when we demonstrate that compassion to others. We show and demonstrate those intangibles in our lives that we cannot explain to others. And in doing so, we are truly revealing our comfort that we have with God. Our comfort that rests upon the truth of what we believe in. Our comfort about who we are as followers of Jesus Christ. And we do that by knowing and understanding how God works in our lives. And as God shows us that, we pass on that learning to others. Because when you learn things about your relationship with God, and you talk about it to others, you pass that learning on to others, you actually learn more about it for yourself as well. And the people that you're friends, the people that are your family, the people that you come in contact with that may be strangers, as you pass that learning on, you demonstrate to a lost world that there is a way, there is a truth, there is peace that passes all understanding. There is joy that you can have in your life that is not based upon your circumstances. And when we do that, we are fulfilling the command that God gave to Jesus Christ because we're continuing to follow through with the command that God gave to Christ. And as we follow through with that command, we show others the same way to Jesus Christ as we found that way through the calling and the presence of the Holy Spirit telling us, beckoning us to come and to enter into that relationship to God through His Son, Jesus Christ. That's where we came to know the Lord. That's how we came to understand the salvation that God gives to each and every one of us. For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son, that whomsoever believeth in Him should not perish, but have everlasting life. Let us follow through with that commandment to one another. Amen. Let us take a few moments and prepare our hearts for communion. Our gracious God, we are so thankful that you have reminded us in such a loving way of your presence in our lives. And God, we do feel your loving arms around us. And we are so thankful that you have forgiven us of our sins. And God, you remind us of the responsibility that we have to pass on the things that we have learned about our relationship with you to others. And God, we would just ask that you would help us to do that. And Lord, we are so thankful that we can publicly acknowledge that learning 
that we have taken place in our lives together. Thank you, God, in Christ's name. Amen. receive from the Lord what I also pass on to you. The Lord Jesus, on the night he was betrayed, took bread, and when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, This is my body, which is for you. Do this in remembrance of me. Let us partake together. In the same way, after supper, he took the cup, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood. Do this whenever you drink it in remembrance of me. For whenever you eat this bread and drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until it comes. Let us partake together. Amen.
Gracious God, thank you for reminding us today that we always have the presence of you in our lives. And Lord, we are so grateful that we have that comforter with us and that we are comforted. And remind us, God, of the responsibility that we have to comfort one another. And now may the peace of God that passes all understanding be with you now and forevermore. Amen. Thank you for coming. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.